0: So Father, we thank you for Pastor Reggie, God. We just pray that as he speaks now, God, that the words that you've given on his heart would be a huge blessing to us, that each of our hearts would be softened and prepared for what you have to share through him this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, Pastor. Wow. It is joy
1: and privilege to be here, especially with your lead pastor, James, and his leadership team. As he said, you know, I got the opportunity and privilege to uh, know about the pastor's almost uh, two years. And we got a good time of fellowship together, good time of studying the word of God together, ministering together you know it's really amazing and i came to know during this time his unwavering dedication to the lord and his commitment to spreading the good news and the passion and vision for the kingdom of god is incredible it's so amazing and so blessed Thank you so much, Pastor, your invitation over here, especially me and, you know, the worship team here. Thank you so much for your prayer and support. I'd like to bring uh, some of the information before sharing the word of God. I was just taking some information from uh, a couple of a census report of uk especially with uh, liverpool when uh, the government took the first uh, uh, it's not first in, in 2001 the census religious population of liverpool you know the christianity the christian uh, a people was around 795 percentage in Liverpool. And the same times, there is a group, we can uh, call them non-religious people. They don't believe whether God exist or not. They're not religious, they don't go anywhere. So that kind of people was... Um, sorry, come back. Um, yeah, that people was around eleven percentage in two thousand one. Then other group eight percentage is like a Hindus, Buddhist, and different different religious people. But the Muslim uh, group was one point four percentage in two thousand one. Now, the next uh, census report came in two thousand eleven, but I uh, took the two thousand twenty one, the last one. Yeah, next one, please. The last one. You know, the Christian uh, group, the Christian people, is is came down to forty eight point nine percentage. From 79 to 5 percentage, almost to 30 percentage of the population, the Christian people, is came down and down. And the non-religious people, they go up instead of 11, from 11 to 20.9 percentage people, you know, they become a non-religious people again. Other groups again increased to fifteen percentage. The Muslim community from one point four percentage to fifteen point one a percentage. When we say Christians, you know, forty nine a percentage is is actually they are they are not Christian. The nominal Christians. I don't think everybody going to church, or whether they have any connection with God or Christ. You know, the Episcopal churches, the priest churches, like a Church of England, Catholic such a churches is coming down and down and down. And if you search. In Liverpool, you know, lot of churches for sale. You know, in in Manchester, I know, near my home, there is an old church. They sold it to pub. They converted to pub. I know there is a, a long site, we'll call the long site. It's very close to Manchester. There is one church. When we go there, still I can see the cross, the top of the church. But Muslim community brought it and converted for the, you know, for their religious. And uh, churches is, is, is sailing for an apartment and different, different areas. This is the You know, the situation of UK, United Kingdom. Um, In the same times, we need to understand the born-again churches, born-again churches, Pentecostal churches, you know, the real Christian group is coming up and up and up in every city of U.K., if you, if you, you know, search in Liverpool, we can see some churches gathering together, thousands of people in the city, 500 people in the city, 100 people, and every pocket of United Kingdom, every area of Liverpool, there is a born-again church people. They're coming together and worshipping the Almighty God. Praise God. What I am bringing, we have the responsibility to spread the good news of God to our community. As a church, you know, that is one of the biggest responsibilities God hand over to us. You know? We can, when we say sharing the good news, sometimes we think every day we're going and knocking some of the door and sharing. Of course, that's a good method, but we can also share in different methods. Different method. And one of the methods, I like to encourage always the church and the Christians to share gospel through lifestyle you know, lifestyle evangelism. What is that? You know, if you're living in the street, make a difference than other people. The way we addressing them, the way we talking with them. If you are working with anybody, and if the colleague is, you know, mingling with you, they need to understand. Our nature, our difference, uh, our kindness, uh, our passion. They can read Christ through our life. If you travel in a train, you can, you know, share gospel to the passenger who's traveling with you. So we have the responsibility, the responsibility we need to implement through our lifestyle. Then only the non-religious group came to know there is a real God. There is a people who really enjoying and getting blessing and leading the life for the eternity. And they can understand. They came to know to Jesus, and we have the responsibility. We need to use it. Amen. So I wanted to encourage the church to focus on especially I'm so happy with your pastor. When he came last time to our church, he was sharing about evangelism. You know, and, and and he's so passionate for it. He's so passionate. He got the vision. He got, you know, real training for it. And he's leading the church with such a passion and vision. I'm extremely happy. You know, I'd like to bring a word for you. I'd like to read a scripture. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Ephesians... Chapter 3, verse 20. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. I'd like to read one more translation NIV. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. We all are experiencing variety of gift from the almighty God. For example, water, light, oxygen, rain, sun, etc. All human beings, regardless of whether they are righteous or evil, enjoy this gift from the Almighty God. But all of this will only be sufficient for human survival on earth once a human being is removed from the earth there will be no use of such a natural gift at the same time our almighty god also given spiritual gift to Nourish our inner soul. The first and the most important gift which we received from almighty God is the son of God. Amen. I I'm, 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 I'm thank God because God gave the privilege to us and accept Jesus Christ as a personal savior. And enjoying his presence uh, throughout our life. And uh, the second gift is the spirit of God. Which works in those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and born again. We are experiencing the flow and power of the Holy Spirit from the beginning of this service. Amen. And uh, the third gift is the word of God, which is sharper than any two-edged sword and stronger than hammer that breaks the rock. Amen? You know, when we um, um, study in the history, and we want to give thanks to God because of the Son of God, the Spirit of God, and the word of God. Amen. There is no book on the earth today that deal with the word of God in the term of style, language, and influence. Hundreds of people have risen up to wipe out the word of God from the world. But the word of God lives on today Because owner of the Word of God is not a human, but the Almighty God. The atheist French philosopher Voltaire once said, "After after a hundred years, if you wanted to see a Bible, you will have to approach a museum. After a few years, he was moved from the world and the European Bible Society brought his house by auction and converted to be one of the biggest Bible printing press. His house became the warehouse of the Bible. Do you know today more than 7 billion copies of the Bible in the world? Do you know also that there is a Bible download every 1.3 seconds on device? Because it is the Word of God, not the Word of man. The owner of the Bible is the Almighty God, the King of King, the Prince of Peace. He is our redeemer. He is our Lord. He is our savior. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and end. His presence is here. Give thanks to the Lord because of our God. <laughs> read one of the scripture from this Bible. Ephesians is wonderful, one of the most influenced Bible in the Christianity. If you are a person, if you are a, you know, a husband and wife who like to lead your marriage life according to the principle of Bible, these books will help. If you are a, you know parents who like to train your children according to the word of God and book of Ephesians will teach us. if you are the person who Like to work and who is working with other people, you know, and how you need to deal with them, how you need to behave with your boss, your workplace, and these books will help. If you are the person who like to know when you come to the church how you need to worship, what are the methods we need to follow when you are in the presence of the Lord. And the book of Ephesians will help because this book is the mystery of God. Lot of mysteries, lot of mysteries. And the theologians called Book of Ephesians, this is a queen of, you know, uh, 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 the queen of epistles. That much important for the Book of Ephesians. And this the, the, these books only have six chapters. How many chapters? Six chapters. And... Uh, the chapter first, the first chapter, chapter one is saying about our spiritual possession in Christ. Chapter two, our spiritual position in Christ. Chapter three, chapter four, chapter five, chapter six is sharing about our responsibilities in Christ. Chapter 3, a call to walk in unity. Chapter 4, a call to walk in purity. Chapter 5, a call to walk in harmony. Chapter 6, a call to walk in victory. Amen. Amen. You know, and we read one of the, Uh, 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 you know, one of the words I like to divide this scripture in uh, four points. The first one is the power of prayer. God is able to do what we ask. And the second one is the limitation of human thinking. God is able to do what we think. Third one, unmeasurable or immeasurable power of God exceeding our request and imagination. Fourth one, empowered by God, achieving great things through his power within us. Amen. And the first one, I like to bring some of the thought. Our God is able to do what we ask. How many of you believing that? If you spend time in the presence of the Lord, our Almighty God will able to do our request. Amen. Amen. See what is prayer actually? What is prayer? I say in you know, a prayer means it is a communicating with our almighty God. Amen. But i say it's a two way communication it is a two way communication sometimes uh, we are not bothered about uh, you know the communicating from god to us we always communicate ourselves to god what we need god i need this one i need this one we submit lot to request but how many of you are ready to listen the voice from God to us as well. God can communicate to us what needed need to do, where we need to go, what is the God's plan about today in our life, what decision we need to take. This whole message we can receive from our prayer room. We need to understand it. We needed to aware about it. You know, then only we can experience it. But sometimes we are so busy, so many things is in our heart. Our heart is not tuning to listen the voice of God because so many things is going on in our life. But the word of God is saying we need to understand always God is ready to speak to us when we are kneeled down in the presence of the Lord. When we are spending time with our almighty God, God can speak to us as a friend. We need to build such a relationship with God. What is prayer? I say, Prayer is the key of heaven. Prayer is the key of heaven. Can you give a hand, shake hand to your neighbor and say, prayer is the key of heaven. What is this? You know, you know, the Bible, especially book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 9, is telling that God already granted so many blessings in our life. Our Heavenly Father so gracious. He already granted so many blesses, blessings. But we are not aware about it. So the Word of God is saying, you know, the Heavenly Father... Kept a lot of blessings for us in heaven. And he locked with the key. The key he handed over to us. And we holding the key. That's a key name called prayer. Amen. 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 So in our daily life we need a lot of things. You know when we go through some problems. We can kneel down in the presence of the Lord and we can ask God, God, I need your help. God, I need your help. I, I need your help. I cannot go alone. God, you speak to me. Open the door. Open the Heaven, help me when we pray to God, our God will open the heaven and we can enjoy such a solutions in our life. Prayer is the key of heaven. We needed to understand, we needed to understand prayer is a key of heaven if you wanted to experience any kind of blessing from the Almighty God, you know, we can, any time we can use this key. Any time, there is no any time difference. It's not only you coming to the church on Sunday, no. When you are at home, When you are in the midnight, in the day, when you are working at your kitchen, when you are driving, where you are working, at any time, we can call to our Father, you are my daddy. Appa and Father, we can call to our God. God gave the opportunity and privilege to our life. We can call, oh, you are my daddy. We need to understand the power of prayer. What God can do in our life that we can achieve through prayer. Do you understand? If you like to receive any kind of miracle from the almighty God, you no need to wait another five years. You no need to wait another ten years, another two years. You can kneel down in the presence of the Lord. You can ask God, oh my daddy, I wanted to see such a miracle in, our, in my life. God opened the door for me. I cannot move forward with Without your miracle in my life, whenever we ask you to God, the heaven will open the miracle God can do in our life through our prayer life. So whatever God can do, prayer can do it in our life the power of the prayer is not the one who pray but the one who answer. Do you understand? The power of the prayer is not the one who pray. It means when I look about my life, my life is not that much perfect. I have a lot of insufficiency. I have a lot of problems but You know, when I kneel down in the presence of the Lord, God is looking at me from the heaven. And when we look, God is looking at me. God is not considering my insufficiency, my my imperfect life. God is looking at me and he can see I covered with the blood of Christ. God sent his begotten son in the world. And Jesus died in the cross of Calvary. So Almighty God paid price for me. I am very important and precious person in the presence of the Lord. And God cannot ignore us. (laughs) We need to understand our position in Christ. We are a vulnerable person in the presence of the Lord. God not considering our ability. Not, God is not looking our education. God is not looking how many years of experience we have in Christian life. This is, doesn't matter. God is looking at us. We are very important because God brought us by sending his begotten son in the world. He died for us. We are precious. That's the word of God is saying that we are the peculiar people. We are not ordinary. We are extraordinary. We are the priesthood of the God. We are chosen generation. Don't think you are here by accidentally or somebody pushed you to come to the church. No, you are here with the plan of God. The Almighty God selected you. The Almighty God called you with your name. The Almighty God appointed you here in the church to come and enjoy the presence of the Lord. Come and enjoy the provisioners of God. Come and enjoy the deliverance of God and take blessing from the Almighty God. You are here with the plan of God. We needed to understand our position in Christ, who we are. Sometimes we thought, we we, we, we think, you know, I, I, I haven't got enough money, I haven't got a money power, I haven't got a manpower. I am alone, I am single, no other friends. I am alone and alone and alone. But don't think. The Almighty God is with you. If the God is with you, nobody can stand against you. God is not considering our ability. That's the word of God he's saying. God can do, hallelujah, more than our ability, more than our ambitions, more than our expectation. Our God is able to do with his power, with his grace in our life. (laughs) We need to understand. When Jesus was in the world, he taught about how to pray. He taught about the importance of prayer. He taught about the pattern of prayer. He himself set as an example of prayer. When we read in you know, the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 18, when Jesus was in the world, he taught about four prayers in particular chapter. Gospel of Luke chapter 18, where it's, you know, that 18, you know, chapter 18, we can see the particularly four kind of prayer in that chapter. The first prayer The prayer of widow. The second prayer, the prayer of Pharisee. The third prayer, the prayer of tax collector. The fourth one, the prayer of the blind man. Out of this four prayer, four people received answer from the Almighty God. So our God is able to grant our request. Our God is able to fulfill our request through the prayer. We need to understand. So verse 1, when we come back to this chapter, verse 1. When Jesus was in the world, he also given the instruction about prayer life. What he say? Then Jesus told to his disciples a parable to show them that... They should always pray and not give up. While Jesus was in the world, he taught about prayer to his disciple. Who is the disciple? Disciple was 24-7 with Jesus. Every day they are experiencing miracle from Jesus. Someday, they were cupping and seeing, oh, Jesus touching his hand, the blind man getting sight. He's showing, he's, the disciples is seeing every day, one after one after the miracle and miracle and miracle. They are supposed to be very sufficient people. Supposed to be very strong people. And every day, they are listening the voice from Jesus. They are with Jesus, they are with the miracle, they are with the word of God. But still, Jesus taught to them, Jesus said to them the warning be careful about your Christian life. Sometimes devil will, will bring the situation like a you need to give up your prayer life. But Jesus said, never ever give up your prayer prayer life. When we meet some of the day, unexpected problem is facing. We never thought such a problem we're going to encounter. Unexpected way. The way broke. We don't know what we to do. Only things is we're losing our time for the prayer. We're not reading the Bible We are disconnecting our association and intimacy with God. So such a situation sometimes devil will bring in your life, in your family life, in your workplace, but the word of God is giving the instruction to you and me. As a Christian, as a child of God, never, ever give up your prayer life. what is the prayer? Prayer is the key of heaven. When we wake up in the morning, spending time with God in your prayer room, God is telling the instruction where you needed to go this morning. What are you not supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? So all this kind of you know, blessing and direction for our Christian life, we are getting in prayer room. So Jesus said, we never lose our prayer with Jesus. You understand the importance of the prayer. Never give up. So our God is able to do more than we ask, but we must ask whatever you need in your life. What is your need? You can tell, oh my daddy, I need this blessing in my, you have right to ask. Because we are the children of God. We can ask it to our daddy. We can ask it to our God. He is able to do that things in our life. One thing, you know, when we Lord, to thought is coming in my mind. When we read in the scripture, according to the word of God, we can understand through prayer, we God can change our history. Through prayer, God can bring the victory. Through prayer, God can open the door for you and me. Through prayer, God can bring the blessing. Through prayer, God can fulfill the promise upon you and your generation, upon you and your family life, upon you and your children, upon you and your church. The church needed to wake up with the prayer. Church needed to come together for prayer. Church needed to come in unity for the prayer and achieving a promise of God in our life, in our church. Our God is able to do more than we ask. I need to conclude my sermon here. But sometimes, even we don't know how to pray. When we're driving, the thought is coming in our heart. Oh I need this one I want to pray but the word you know that thought is not coming as a word of prayer but the word of god is saying that the holy spirit is taking the thought from our heart and submitting in the presence of the lord as our prayer request do you understand some of the blessing we are enjoying we never ask Do you? We never asked that blessing, but our God granted because He understood our heart. He understood our desire. Our He understood even we are not able to bring that, you know, that uh, thought, that crying situation hallelujah in the presence of the Lord, but we're driving and praying. We're driving, thinking and crying. Sometimes we cutting the vegetable at hallelujah uh, kitchen and thought is coming. Sometimes we working our mind is connecting with the God, but the almighty God bringing the thought in the presence of the Lord and God is granting our hallelujah request Whatever we thought in our mind. Be aware about it. Don't think any unnecessary stuff in our heart. Control our thinking. Control our thinking. We are the temple of God. Who is in us? The God and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit can see what is going on in our life. So, always think good things. And Holy Spirit bringing the thought in the presence of the Lord and granting in our life. Also, the word of God is saying, Our God is able to do more than we ask, more than we think. Some of the areas God knows that. Even we don't know what we need in our life tomorrow. We don't know what kind of life we're going to lead tomorrow. We don't know whether Liverpool church situation, how is going to change our community, how going to change, what are the way we're supposed to go forward. We don't know the way we're supposed to walk tomorrow. But our God knows what will be our future what will be our tomorrow. Our God knows what will be our hallelujah tomorrow, the coming month, the coming year. When God saw you and me, God also came to know, yes, I am going to bring, I am going to mold this person in such a level. I have a great plan about you and me. Our God's plan is better than our plan, God's way is better than our way. God's plan is better than our plan. How many of you believe that? Shall we stand up? Shall we stand up? Shall we spend little time in the presence of the Lord? God knows your situation. God knows, hallelujah, the problem you are facing. God knows, hallelujah, your failure. God knows how to bring the success in your life. Today, this morning, the word of God is speaking to you. Our God is able to do more than your ability. Our God is able to do more than your education. Our God is able to do more than your experience. Are you ready to have an encounter with God to get such a success in your life? Are you the person who is going through the struggle? You don't know what step you needed to take. But you know that one. our God is able to open the door for you. Are you ready to receive that blessing? Are you ready to receive such a breakthrough in your life. Are you ready to spend. Your time. In the presence of the Lord. Are you ready to build. Such a relationship. And intimacy. With almighty God. Are you here. This to afternoon. Ready to receive. Such a breakthrough. In your life. God is here. He is able to do. Some amazing miracle. In your life. How many of you wanted to dedicate yourself in the presence of the Lord? God, here I am. Mold me with your plan. Fulfill your plan in my life. God, I am here. God, I am here. Submitting myself in the presence of the Lord. God, fulfill your plan in my life. Many times, I had a failure I took a many times the decision in the presence of the Lord. Many times I could not fulfill it. God, you forgive me. I wanted to walk with you. I wanted to enjoy your presence in my life. I wanted to come back, hallelujah, to the presence of the Lord. I wanted to build my spiritual life with your plan. I am coming back in my prayer life. I, am going, I wanted to spend every day the time with you. It doesn't matter how long you're spending time with God. It is a matter whether you are able to submit to yourself in the presence of the Lord. Shall we submit ourselves? Shall we dedicate ourselves? Our God is able to do more than you think. Our God is able to do more than you ask. Our God is able to do amazing things for you and your generation, for you and your partner, for you and your family, for you and for your church, for your city, for your state. Are you believing it? Are you believing it? How many of you really wanted to get such a relationship with God. Here God, here I am. I am submitting myself. If you are the person who God spoke to you, if you like to submit yourself in the presence of the Lord, raise your hand, we're going to pray for you who like to have an encounter with God, who like to have and build the personal relationship with God. And God is speaking to you. You want to enjoy God's provisions in your life. You want to enjoy and walk with the Almighty God. God, here I am. I am submitting myself once again in your mighty hand. If you are the person, raise your hand. We're going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Shall we pray together? Shall we pray together? Hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you the way you are connecting. Hallelujah. The way you are doing the amazing things for the church over here. God, I want to thank you. You selected the people. You appointed here in the church with your divine plan. God, you fulfill Your plan in their life. God, you fulfill your plan in their family life. God, you open the door for them, God. Let them enjoy your provisions. Let them enjoy your way. Let them walk through your way. God, I am submitting them in your mighty hand. God, I want to bless the church and the leadership and the people in the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let the church become a blessing for this city. Let the people become a blessing for this generation. Let the people become a, oh, a blessing for the people, those who are perishing. Let them go and talk about Jesus. Let them share their experience. Bring people in the presence of the Lord. God, I want to thank you for a divine plan to fulfill here. Thank you for the leadership. Thank you for the church. Thank you for everything. I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen
0: Wow well church we're going we're going to sing uh, some time of, of worship I'm conscious that uh, a lot's happened, and our, our time officially has gone, so if you need to go head off, but if you're able. Now I forgot to mention um, something, and I think it's significant to to prayer. We've got um, John and Sean here, uh, parents of of Asher, and um, we just need to pray for Asher. We've been praying for Asher over this last six months, where we have seen his heart restored, we've seen his lungs restored, we've seen his esophagus restored. restored, But there is more happening in that young baby's life, so we're going to pray. We're going to pray that all of heaven would break open the abundant blessings on this family. One thing I would say is, whether they're around or not, when they head off, don't come and say, how are you? Because they're struggling. A lot is going on, so you don't need to ask them. They're here to just receive. So we're just going to pray that all of heaven would just break open upon this couple and this, their son. Father God, we pray for Asher right now, God. We pray for this eight or nine-month-old baby God who has gone through the most traumatic illnesses than any of us would know. God, we pray that you would bring restoration. Would you bring restoration to this young boy? Would you bring restoration, God? We speak to his mind We speak to his brain. We speak to his lungs, his heart. We speak to the very cells in his body, these white blood cells, that you would bring restoration. We stand on the word that Pastor Reggie was preaching this morning, God, that, that all authority is given to us to heaven with prayer that is the key. And so we ask that you bring an unlocking to all the brokenness of this young boy's body. We thank you for what you've done with his heart, his lungs, his esophagus, but we want complete healing, God. God, we pray for this couple, God, going through unimaginable suffering as they can't fix the situation that their son is facing. God, would you be the continued source of joy and life even in the midst of such pain and suffering? God, would you bring a rest and a, a, a peace to their hearts, God, so that they're able to rest in you and experience your joy when on the surface of things there is absolutely nothing to celebrate. But they're not celebrating the reports of the doctors, they're celebrating the reports of our heavenly Father and Creator. So God, we, we speak against those words that the doctors have said over the years, over the, these months, that Asher should not even be alive